I was bruised and battered, I couldn't tell what I felt I was unrecognizable to myself I saw my reflection in a window and didn't know my own face Oh brother, are you gonna leave me wasting away on the streets of Philadelphia? What's going on ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into the 610 Podcast, I'm your host Jay Hollihan Back here on Monday night, about to discuss the Eagles' 20-17 loss to the Seattle Seahawks. First, disclaimer, I'd like to apologize. Uh, the episode on the 33-13 loss to the Dallas Cowboys last week is out. There have been issues with the editing software I've been using for um, a while now. And uh, it's the same software I've used since the summer with the Phillies. And for whatever reason, it's a great i don't want to name drop anyone but it's a it's a great website that i use and uh it's a pain that it's giving me problems right now and i don't want to abandon it completely because you know it's something that i enjoy using very user friendly but unfortunately uh if these issues continue i'm gonna have to be forced to it because i can't miss preview episodes and you know miss nights where i want to put out these recaps because you know the website wants to crap out on me and specifically when I'm trying to export things uh episodes out so disclaimer on that and um again I apologize but hopefully fingers crossed you'll be listening to this tomorrow Tuesday December 19th um and not like in a week after the Giants game or when I can publish it or whatever but back to um back to what we're all here for Seahawks tonight defeat your eagles 20 to 17 um i just i personally think this team i think it falls on if i had to and there's so many points that you can really you know focus on there are so many ways you can have you know draw those web you know that those you know lines and directions that you can talk about you know uh with where this team's struggling struggles have um come from you know what's the root problem here of this issue and i personally think it all comes back to coaching and as much as you know i think people want to focus on the coordinators which i think they deserve the blame as well. I focus on the head man, Nick Sirianni. I think this team has been way too complacent. I think he's been at times a little too um, nice. I think we haven't seen him really get on guys like he needs to be. Um, I, because I certainly can tell you he should have lit a fuse under Jalen Hurts' butt a while ago. Because his turnover problems the last uh, three games, or, well, actually, you know, two games with the fumbling issues is just ridiculous. I mean, I don't even, you know, like, I don't remember seeing this from him in 2021. I don't remember seeing this from him in 2020. And it certainly wasn't a problem last year. Like, when all of a sudden has he become the turnover machine? It just feels like he's become a little too complacent. Now, I get it. He was sick tonight, 
which I think is going to be, well, that was the reason. But the point is he's been like this for a while. I mean, it's been all season. And right when you think the problem has been solved, it rears its ugly head again. And like tonight, the deep ball to Quez Watkins. Dude, you have the lead. I mean, I get it. You're, you know, you're trying to be aggressive and you're trying to go for the kill, but which I know that's his thought process, but why in that moment do you need to do that? And I wonder, why is that his read? You know, why is he being told, hey, if it's there, go for it? Because I feel like they just want to go for these deep shots. You see it so many times. And I just find it so funny. Why is he going to Quez Watkins? Quez Watkins? I mean, he's not, you know, he's like the Greg Lewis of this team, only he can't, you know, step up and make plays at big times. I mean, he has little to no production. Why are we going to him in that moment? Just makes zero sense. And then the ball gets picked, and now here comes Seattle. I mean, just a complete, and what kills is he was actually really effective early on. Their first drive, he was moving them right down the field. The first half, I thought Jalen Hurts actually did a pretty good job. Um, they went on some some they went on some long sustained drives. They were able to uh, get things going in their first drive. In the second half, they were able to go on a long drive and go up seventeen to ten. But then all of a sudden, it's like whoa. The wheels came off, and excuse me, that was not, um, there was eight minutes left when Hurts threw that interception. I forgot that they had another drive where they then punted the ball away. I thought it was the second-to-last drive the Eagles had, but still, they could have continued to use the clock. Their defense had just gotten off the field with a great stand. They're moving down the field, and he throws a boneheaded interception when they could have just taken what the defense is giving him, and I wonder if that's the other problem. Because I'm noticing his eyes are not focused on, and it was the same thing we would see with Carson Wentz. His eyes are so far downfield, he's not even looking at what is underneath and what's available. I mean, I don't get it. It's like, you know, the problem with Carson Wentz, I thought, started when, really I thought started when he got a big contract, which I wonder if that is where we're starting to see the issue coming from but I also think the issue with Carson Wentz that has come out to is uh the um not being there when the Eagles won the Super Bowl which is neither here nor there because we're only focusing on Jalen Hurts however I think Jalen Hurts has possessed the maturity to get himself out of a rut like this as he did earlier this season but when it happens again later on you don't want to see this especially out of the guy you just paid a bunch of money to, and especially out of the guy that you're hailing as your franchise quarterback and someone that you think can lead your team into the future and has all these weapons. And, you know, you're looking at other quarterbacks that you faced the last two weeks with Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott that are making the most out of it. And Hurts just is not. Or you look around the league at a Tua Tagovailoa and what he's able to do. Or even at a, at a guy like Josh Allen, who's had turnover issues, but he, the last couple of weeks, has been able to overcome it. I just don't understand it. I really don't. And that's the offensive side of the ball. I'm not even getting to the defense. 
But, uh, you know, I thought that the other deep pass that he threw that got picked when they were potentially putting something together was stupid as well because why is he going for a go-for-broke, you know, one-on-one pass to A.J. Brown where he puts a little too much air under the ball and Love's able to jump over and pick it off? What are we doing? Why are we not trying to get something set up underneath? I think people noticed, well, Kenneth Gainwell was slipping out of the backfield. Like, the plays developed to where he's trying to go deep down the field. That's what they want. They want a, you know, a big hitter and a potential to to get a, a touchdown, you know, um, you know, out of it and win the game and be the hero. Don't need to play hero ball there, dude. Get it, you know, get a short chunk, get it to, you know, about the 30, get, give Elliot a shot and see if you can't send it to overtime where you've proven before this season you can win in those moments. But just a dumb bonehead decision. And the last three weeks, the issues you saw the first 11 games of the season have now reared their ugly head. And, you know, the, the luck has changed. The tides have turned. And the Eagles aren't getting the breaks. They're not getting the calls. The ball is not bouncing their way. And there's some dumb decisions there. And there's some bad football. The one thing I thought they did well tonight offensively, they ran it. They did a good job giving it to Swift. I thought, wow, who would have thought? You know, giving him touches, letting the Eagles lean on that offensive line. Who would have thought it'd work? And it did um, for the most part. But, you know, at that same time, you can only do so much with the run. Your quarterback has to be able to see the field. He's not seeing the field well right now. The you know, and I thought in 2021 when Shane Steichen um, went to when I think the reins were given to him, and he said, "Okay, we're going to start running the ball because Hertz isn't seeing the field well. We're going to run the ball and we're going to allow Jalen to step back and see the field better." And it worked. And then they were able to get the ball outside to you know, their, their big targets, um, and move down the field that way. And throughout games, because teams were prepared to stop the run, Hertz was able to burn them with the pass. Hertz was able to burn them because he was able to go underneath and find his guys. Not seeing that. I mean, just not seeing that. Just some stupid football. And to me, it comes back to coaching. Now to the defensive side of the ball. The decision was made that the Eagles were going to go with Matt Patricia on the sidelines and Sean Desai would be up in the booth. And I personally thought the first half, the Eagles defense played well. Granted, they didn't get back to the quarterback like I would have thought, but they were able to make plays, make tackles. They were able to force Drew Locke into some bad throws. He made mistakes, which, I mean, you know, you could see that uh, becoming a factor um, with an inexperienced quarterback back there and an unproven guy. But in the second half, Kenneth Walker started putting up some... I mean, that right there, I know Drew Locke made the play to win the game and had a great, you know, had that drive. But if I'm Seattle, I, you know, I'm giving out two game balls, one to Locke, one to Walker, because he made some, some great runs. And Sidney Brown... Dude, you got to work on tackling, bro. That is pathetic. Out of an, I mean, like seriously, what are we doing? Why is why all of a sudden can we not tackle? This is what I was saying a few weeks ago with how we're missing C.J. Gardner Johnson. 
You best believe if C.J. Gardner-Johnson had that guy bottled up in the backfield, there is no way Kenneth Walker's slipping away from him and scampering 10 yards like he did against Sidney Brown. He's making that tackle. He had him bottled up. He had everything but his butt on the turf. And instead, Walker was able to escape. It is so frustrating to sit here and watch that. I mean, I, if it infuriates me that much, I don't know what it does to the Eagles coaches. I mean, you've talked about players on the offense that have gotten burned by the fan base. I don't know. I mean, what do you do with Sidney Brown in that moment? I mean, talk about, you know, you don't want to kill a guy because, granted, he's a rookie. But he had multiple times tonight where he could have made a play, and he did not. And Kenneth Walker ran buckshot all over the Eagles' defense. That was pathetic. That was the, that was the just most eye-popping thing that I could not believe I saw. And as much as people praised about how well the Eagles did this offseason at, you know, how well Howie Roseman did, he made some glaring issues at not getting depth at linebacker. And in my opinion, um, honing in on guys that can make stops. And honestly, I think there are going to be some serious decisions and serious discussions that are going to need to be had this offseason on certain veterans on this team and whether or not you know they need to be there for next season because you got younger guys that you need to give reps to because my god nolan smith made one heck of a tackle tonight and he's about the only guy that i can really sit here and say that man you know there has been one guy that i haven't had to complain about much and he's it and i think that's a huge weapon that the Eagles have not exploited yet. I don't know what they're waiting for. Give the guy reps. It's like they're trying to outsmart the other team by throwing in these de- different um, personnel on the defensive line. Why? Some of these guys that go in there, they're just bodies. They're not doing anything. What are we doing? I mean, throw them in there on a goal line stand. Why would we need big plays? Are we going towards... Certain players on the defensive line. Because it's just, you know, needing an 11th player out there at this point. Guys got to step up. And they're not doing that. Um, They really aren't. So we need to see, you know, the Eagles uh, moving forward. And I sound like a broken record. But just focus Back to the fundamentals. Back to playing 60-minute football. Back to playing the brand of football you had before you were uh, a national team that was talked about, you know, 24-7 on SportsCenter and on, you know, um, major podcasts and and talk shows. Like, I I mean, you got to go back to that. You got to go back to having that kind of underdog mentality and not, you know, the team that goes out and gets, you know, put on fraud watch week in and week out. Because this three-game losing streak, at this point in the season, I I said it all night long to people, you never want to face adversity at the end of the season. Never want to. And that's what the Eagles have found themselves in right now. I mean, I don't know many teams that have gone on to have successful playoff runs that dealt with 
the adversity that the Eagles are having right now um, in games uh, 12 through 14. And maybe it's happened, maybe it hasn't, but especially against the quality of teams they've faced. I mean, it's not like they've dropped, you know, a few, you know, those two games to the Cowboys and the Niners, and oh man, they lost by, you know, three or seven or whatever have you. They got embarrassed. And then tonight they get embarrassed on a last drive where, for whatever reason, DK Metcalf is allowed to run for. I mean, who the heck else is he going to target? I get they've got weapons, but the 6'4 beast of a receiver is the guy I'm looking at. I mean, what the heck? No safety help? Sidney Brown laid over there, and then he tries to apply a hit that he thinks he's Brian Dawkins, and I think he felt the worst out of that one. But my God, it was just a matter of time before they unleashed 14, and there you go. And then Jackson Smith and then Jigba. I mean, you heard... James Bradbury, who has had a rough season. I mean, my God. This guy is just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, he's so inconsistent from year to year. He had a great year with the Giants. I think it was in 2020. Then he got cooked in 2021. Last year in 2022, he puts together an all-pro year, gets a payday, and then this year, it's like he's a different player. I mean, he went from being... Um, a great coverage corner for the Eagles. He basically went from being Troy Vincent to, you know, Byron Maxwell this season. What the heck? And then tonight, he gives up a go-ball touchdown pass to Jackson Smith the Jigba. I was having Bradley Fletcher flashbacks. What are we doing? And then he said, I was told, or I played the sticks. The defense was I was playing the sticks and I wasn't expecting a go route and ran right by me. And then I hear on post game live, Ron Jaworski's like, what do you mean you weren't expecting him to go by you? That's his first, if he thinks he's got you beat, he's not stopping at the sticks. He's going to the end zone. He's like, what are you thinking, dude? But then it comes back to who's telling him that? Why is he not expecting that? And that goes back to coaching. Moral of... This episode is, it goes right back to coaching. The Eagles coaching has killed them this season. They have not gotten better as a team. They've arguably gotten worse, and they've stayed stagnant, and they're flatlining. And this is just really becoming a problem now to the point to where you're wondering, was this team ever for real? Like, what are we doing here? We got all this talent. But you've got to put that talent into a system. You know, you got to be able to put that talent into a system where it can succeed. And the Eagles just have not done that this year. They've completely failed at doing so. Not winning one-on-ones up front. Defensive line's not getting back to the quarterback. On the flip side, play calling's been questionable. Not leaning on the O-line. Quarterback's making mistakes. Those are the issues that are plaguing your Philadelphia Eagles. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 610 Podcast. Jay Allahan back here. Hopefully, you'll be listening to this tomorrow, December 19th, and not December 26th. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. On to the Giants. We'll put out an um, episode Christmas Eve previewing it, hopefully.
as long as those problems subside. And we'll have an episode hopefully out to you all by December 24th and uh, previewing the Eagles' next matchup against the New York Giants where they hope to get back on the left side of the win-loss column. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. E-L-G-L-E-S-E-L!